The scripture reading this morning comes from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15. For you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Thank you, Allie. Good morning, church. I want to encourage you to open your Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, and we'll meet there in just a few minutes, and we'll also be looking at several other scriptures. If you're visiting with us this morning, thank you so much for coming our way. I want to encourage our members to take note of all our visitors. We want you to feel welcome, and we want you to know that we appreciate you being here. Announced on Wednesday night uh, to all of our parents, uh, there's a sheet uh, in the foyer. Uh, this is, will be used for, for Vacation Bible School, but it comes from some of the things that they do in Children's Bible Hour. So uh, parents, if you will pick up one of these uh, sheets, uh, it's got questions and answers on, on that sheet. Uh, it's in the foyer and it will be used for Vacation Bible School. And that way your, your young person will be ready for that. Uh, again, thank you Adam for reminding us of of our Vacation Bible School this week. As you can see, a lot of work has taken place last week, and we are ready for Vacation Bible School. And so uh, I want to encourage you to be here each and every evening. Uh, also, uh, as Adam has said, as we kick those things off this afternoon. I also want to encourage you to be praying. Be praying for Steve and Chuck and Marcy as they will be leaving uh, for Africa this Thursday. Chuck will be teaching the adult class on Wednesday and we look forward to that. Uh, but we want to encourage you to be praying for them uh, as they prepare to leave on this Thursday and, and for the efforts that they will be taking place in. Uh, Chuck will be teaching a class and uh, so we want to encourage you to pray for them and we pray for their safe travel and the good work that they'll be doing there. In Hebrews chapter 12, very familiar passage. You remember the Hebrew writer here is, he's following this up after he had talked about all these great heroes of faith. And then in the beginning of chapter 12, he reminds those Christians to focus on Christ, their example. And he says this in verse 14 and 15 of Hebrews chapter 12. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. He's writing to a group of Christians who are struggling with putting their faith into practice. And so he's encouraging them, do not let a root of bitterness be among them. Why? Why does he say something like that? Because bitterness then will cause trouble, he says. An unforgiving spirit, you see, leads to bitterness. And bitterness becomes like a cancer. It becomes like a poison. Like Joanna Weaver said in her book, Having a Merry Spirit in a Martha World. Listen to it. Bitterness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. How crazy is that? But that's what bitterness does. That's what unforgivingness does for us. You see, it causes us, the Hebrew writer says, to miss out on the grace of God. Notice in your Bibles, if you will, in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. 
Paul here listing these things about the new man, and he says in verse 32, "...and be kind to one another, tender-hearted." Forgiving one another even as God in Christ forgave you. Paul says, I want you to forgive one another. What is forgiveness? And what does it really mean to forgive other people? Well, in the Old Testament, there are about four or five different Hebrew words that mean forgive or describe forgiveness. Likewise, in the New Testament, there are also about four or five Greek words that mean forgive or describe forgiveness. And the word Paul uses here in Ephesians 4.32, when he says forgive one another, it means to show oneself gracious by forgiving wrongdoing, to pardon. Paul uses this word often, many people suggest, And he uses that word often because it expresses, as no other words do, his belief of graciousness of God's pardon. Which points to something we'll talk about in just a minute. So forgiveness then is to completely cancel a debt. It means to release it for all time. But I want you to notice something Paul uses in Ephesians chapter 4. And I want you to notice verse 27. Paul says, nor give place to the devil. The English Standard Version says, and give no opportunity to the devil. It literally means, and give no place to the devil in our lives. Someone said the devil will quickly seize the opportunity of changing our indignation into a grievance, a grudge, a nursing of wrath, an unwillingness to forgive. That's what the devil wants. So if you have an issue with someone in in this body or a neighbor or a family member or someone uh, that, that you know, Satan wants to convince you. Don't forgive them. They don't deserve it. Adrian Rogers said, Give the devil an inch and he will be a ruler. You see, Paul said, don't give any place to the devil. And like Adrian Rogers says, if you do, if you give him that inch, then he may become ruler of your life, especially in this area of forgiveness. But you see, though that's what Satan wants us to do, we as Christians, we're called to forgive. We as Christ's followers are called to be people of forgiveness. Turn in your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Matthew chapter 18. Matthew chapter 18. And I want you to notice there this parable that Jesus and this story that Jesus tells about the unforgiving servant. Peter comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, how often... If my brother sins against me, how often shall I forgive my brother? Seven times? Peter thought he was being generous, but Jesus says, it's not about a number. It's often been said, if we have to ask that question, then we don't get it, do we? Jesus says, I tell you, not up to seven times, but up to 70 times Seven. In reality, Jesus is telling Peter, Peter is not about a number. You see, the number is really greater than you can count. So he tells in this story about a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And so one owed him thousands of dollars. But the servant fell, the Bible says, and he begged him 
Have mercy on me. I, I don't have the money to pay you back. And the king says, well, then uh, we're, I'm going to sell you. I'm going to sell your family uh, until the debt is repaid. But when the servant begged him, the Bible says the king had compassion on him and he forgave him. He released him of the debt. He pardoned the debt. In other words, now he doesn't owe the debt any longer. But notice in the text what happens next. This servant goes out and he finds another servant who owes him a few hundred dollars. And he demands that he pay everything that he owes him. And he says, I'm going to put you in jail until you owe it. And he begged that servant, please, I can't pay you now, but I will, I promise. But he threw him in prison anyway. The other servants see what's happening. They go and report to the king. And the king reminds this guy, what kind of thinking is that? I forgave you of the debt and you can't forgive anyone else the debt? And the king said this, or, or Jesus says this of the king in verse 34, Matthew 18. And his master was angry and he delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due him. Here's a humbling verse. So my heavenly Father also will do to each of you if from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. You think forgiveness is important to God? Oh, yes it is. NHL star Danny Heatley. He was the MVP of the 2003 NHL All-Star Game. He was driving over 80 miles per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone when he lost control of his Ferrari and it slammed into a brick pillar and an iron fence. It resulted in the death of his teammate, Dan Snyder, who was only 25 years of age. He was sentenced, now listen to this, he was sentenced to three years probation, ordered to give 150 speeches on the danger of speeding, and limited to driving a vehicle to work, the store, the doctor, and speaking engagements. And he was not allowed to own a car that would drive over 70 miles per hour. Sounds crazy, doesn't it? You see, one of the main reasons he was not given a harsher sentence was the forgiveness of the Snyder family. In fact, Dan's father, Graham, said, As a parent, it's hard to explain how you feel about losing your son. My pride in Dan was immeasurable. We will miss him. So how do you move on from here? Forgiveness in our hearts has helped us to move on. We forgive because Danny has shown remorse to our family. Forgiveness is powerful, isn't it? Not only is it important to God, but it's powerful. Not only is it or powerful to the forgiven, but it's powerful to the one who is forgiving. Forgiving. 
James Dobson said of forgiveness, it's giving up my right to hurt you for hurting me. Someone else said, it's setting a prisoner free only to discover that the prisoner was you. I like the way one definition put it. It is a deliberate decision to bring the pain to an end. It is making a conscious decision to release the other person from my animosity, whether they ask for it, want it, or accept it. Lewis Mead said, It doesn't take away the hurt. It does not deny the injury. It merely refuses to let them stand in the way of a new start. You see, it doesn't happen overnight. Nor is it easy. It takes lots of time and it takes lots of prayer to forgive. So how do we forgive other people? How do we forgive one another? Did you catch what Paul said in Ephesians 4? Verse 32. Forgiving one another, and here it is. Here's how we forgive others. Even as God in Christ forgave you. You remember on the cross when they had placed Jesus between two thieves and they were about to cast lots and gamble over His clothing at the foot of the cross? Jesus said in Luke chapter 23, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. You see, just think about the forgiveness that we have in Christ. Think about when you gave your life to Jesus Christ and you were buried with Him in baptism to rise in newness of life, that you receive forgiveness of sin. Do you remember what your life was like before that? Do you remember since then when you really messed up and sinned against someone and against God? Do you remember? 1 John tells us as long as we walk in the light as He is in the light, the blood of Jesus continually cleanses us. I want forgiveness. Do you want forgiveness? And Paul said, you forgive others the way God has forgiven you in Christ. Paul would describe it this way in Romans chapter 5. Beginning in verse 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates His own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, having been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. Oh, what a debt we have been forgiven. Someone has said to forgive just as God in Christ forgives means just as freely, just as generously, as wholeheartedly, as spontaneously, and eagerly. Someone else said all injuries that we have ever suffered because of the ill will of our fellow men can never be compared with the abuse He, the sinless one, endured being spit upon, mistreated, crowned with thorns, crucified, yet He forgave. 
In doing this, He left us an example, 1 Peter says in chapter 2, that we should follow in His steps. Do you remember the story in Matthew chapter 9? Matthew chapter 9, beginning in verse 1 down through verse 8, the Bible tells us a story about how Jesus heals, forgives and heals this paralytic. Jesus said to the paralytic, because of the faith of those who brought you and your faith, the paralytic, of the paralytic, He said, Son, be of good cheer. Your sins are forgiven. Do you think the paralytic was thankful? I mean, these individuals have brought this man, this person that's paralyzed, hoping to be healed, and the one thing Jesus said is because of your faith, your sins are forgiven. Well, those around this caused them to be in an uproar. Who is this that even He says He can forgive sins? Only God can forgive sins. And He said, because so that you will know that the Son of Man has authority to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, take up your bed and walk. Do you think the paralytic was thankful? Even when Jesus said your sins are forgiven, which is greater? To have your sins forgiven or to have your, be able to walk again? Can you imagine then how this paralytic would go about forgiving others. Shouldn't the forgiveness that we've received in Jesus Christ, shouldn't that cause us, shouldn't that motivate us to be willing to forgive others? Now granted, remember, Nobody is saying it's easy that you just forgive and you move on. Remember, it takes time. It takes lots of prayer. But it also takes us remembering how much we've been forgiven. And when we put it in that perspective and we spend time in prayer about it, that helps a whole lot, doesn't it? Remember what Luke Recorded in Acts chapter 5 and verse 31. In Him God is exalted to His right hand to be Prince and Savior, Jesus, to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. In chapter 26 and verse 18, He also writes, to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7, In Him we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of His grace. 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, John writes, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Notice in the Tyndale commentary what it says about the forgiveness of God and our forgiveness. There's to be a real likeness between the forgiveness of God and the Christians forgiving. The Christians forgiving of others is to be as free and complete as that of God who puts away a person's sins as far as the east is from the west and holds them against him 
no more. Remember the text that Alan read for us? In that great Sermon on the Mount, in Jesus talking about prayer, which many have called the Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6 and verse 14, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. So how do we forgive one another? Well, it takes time. It takes prayer. But it also takes us remembering the forgiveness we have from God in Jesus Christ. But there's a deeper motivation than that. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Luke, chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. In Luke chapter 7, there was this Pharisee that came and asked Jesus to come eat with him. And so Jesus went to this house of this Pharisee. And while he was there, this woman came and she stood behind him and the text says she was weeping. And then she bowed down before his feet and with her tears dropping on his feet, she began to wash the feet of Jesus and she began to anoint them with oil. A fragrant oil, the Bible says. And the Pharisee thought in his mind, he said, listen, if this man is truly a prophet, he would know who and what kind of woman this was. And so Jesus tells him a story. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to pay, repay, he freely forgave them. Both tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said, you are rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair, with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore I say to you, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, Your sins are forgiven. You see, the deeper issue of forgiveness is love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. What does that entail? That entails forgiveness of sins. You see, in addition to thinking about how much God has forgiven us, we can also think about how much God loved us in order to extend that forgiveness to us. And then we can ask ourselves the question, this person that's offended me, this person that's done me wrong, how much do I love them. If I'm going to accept the love and forgiveness of God, I need to be willing to love enough 
to forgive as God has forgiven me. Someone said, Forgiveness is the fragrance that the flower leaves on the heel of the one who crushed it. What a powerful quote. I wonder, is there someone that you need to forgive today? We can pray with you. You don't have to give us details, but we can lift you up to the Father, to the throne of Father God who knows. And if you're a child of God, He has extended that love and forgiveness to you. And He can help you extend that love and forgiveness to others. Maybe you're here and you're not a child of God. The Bible teaches us, beginning in Genesis, the beautiful relationship that God had with Adam and Eve. But sin entered the world and entered their life and that relationship was separated. But God made a way. In the New Testament we read about a Savior who's called the Christ. He lived. He forgave. He healed. And He went to that cross to be the ultimate sacrifice for the forgiveness of our sins. Are you ready to receive that forgiveness and that love? Will you submit your life back to the Lord as He's given His to you? And be buried with Him in the water of grave of baptism to rise in newness of life. Going on your way rejoicing because now you've received His love and forgiveness and now you have been empowered to extend that to others. Whatever your need is this morning, if we can help you in any way through prayer or through just support, come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.